Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this is the Finch Show. I am James Finch. You know, sometimes you end up in these situations where nothing goes right. And I just experienced that in a heavy way. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Captain Britt. Um, she's a cosplayer, and more importantly, she's just an amazing human being. We did this podcast, we sat down, we recorded it. Um, and then like midway through, I started having all kinds of problems with my recording program. And after we were done with the podcast, realized none of it saved, none of it. So it was absolutely heartbreaking. It was embarrassing. I, I said, or like, I am so sorry. Um, is there another time that we could do this again? Because I feel terrible that this great conversation we had is just now like lost to the nether. And uh, she was so awesome. She said, I'm not doing anything right now. Let's do it. So we literally just re-recorded the podcast, like trying to remember everything we had said previously. I think we did a pretty good job, all things considered. You know, it got extremely late running into the night us doing it, but we got it done. It was great. Um, she goes by Captain Britt. Her name's Brittany. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. Uh, she does have a Facebook for, you know, doing the public cosplay stuff. And she's great. I, this is one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. Um, I'm going to stop talking and just get into it, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, here's Britt. This is, um, uh, Brittany's here. We're like having this thing right now where like we actually like recorded the podcast the whole thing the whole thing <laughs> and then zoom went like belly up on my pc and it did not save any of it so <laughs> thanks to the determination that can only come from a captain we have the fortitude <laughs> to attempt to just we're just gonna dry run the thing again and just be like okay let's so we're going to both of us are going to attempt to be as interesting as we were the first time for the recorded version that we already did that now exists in an alternate dimension somewhere in a multiverse unknown <laughs> to us but not not in our universe so um right off the bat this is um i, I have to ask so it was monday you did the multiverse of madness premiere what was that even like uh <laughs> It was overwhelming to say the least, but in the best possible way. Um, there's just always a lot going on. Uh, you see a bunch of familiar faces and it, it's a lot of anticipation too, because it's a lot of waiting. Mm -hmm. the, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> see, we're just too nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. And uh, we're both still trying to remember what we said last time. You right, know, exactly. Was, I know yeah. I had a long-winded answer that first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like, like I said, um, to reiterate, overwhelming in the best way possible. The anticipation is fun, you know, the butterflies in your stomach. And it's also fun because I get to see familiar faces from previous cons, um, previous uh, premieres, and people who are in the charity group that I'm a part of. So it's always really cool to anticipate seeing your friends and getting to make like new core memories with them. Mm -hmm. What does, uh, uh, I imagine it being like a big, huge Marvel event like that. Like, what is that like process even like in terms of like showing up there or how you get in, like all that kind of stuff? Um, it is, they're usually, it's funny because we have to hang out <clears throat> right on Hollywood Boulevard. So there's always people walking around with their phones out and half the time they, they're walking by you doing this because they're just like, what's going on? Obviously, they know because they've got the big uh, cutout 
for it. Um, and then I noticed that this go, they had a small open portion where like they were doing the interviews where half of the wall wasn't up so that people on the street can see, which I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Cause I know some of the, the actors and actresses had walked by and said hello to the people that weren't on the red carpet. And then they walked on and did their interview thing. Mm-hmm. That's um, what is like, how long of a process is that for like all the actors? I mean, do like the actors, do they go through one at a time or? Yeah. So it's again, overwhelming. And it, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on at, at once. Um, so we wait in line outside. We go through the COVID check, the safety protocols, wear our masks. Um, once we have the go ahead that our rapid test was clear and we have no COVID, we get a special wristband that allows us to kind of move on to the next small area. There we pick up our um, our lanyards with like our guest pass on it. And then they have people escort you to the uh, fan area. And once you're there, um, this go, we waited around two hours, I want to say, before um, anybody started showing up. Uh, it was fun because you, know, you just get to hang out with your pals, um, take pictures and um, all that fun stuff. Um, the the time frame in between when the actors walk by, it's usually like an hour, it seems like. I, I don't really keep time, but it's usually, I think, a solid hour. Um, and it's just dependent on the actor. Um, a lot of the times they're getting pulled to take, you know, their professional photo right in front of the big cutout. Um, so sometimes they go straight to that and they'll walk back or sometimes they'll walk from the end where they enter. And that sounded a little weird. They'll walk. For me, it was the end, but it's really the entrance. It's another side from where we walked in. They'll walk up and greet everybody and take selfies or sign things. And then they'll take their professional photo. It really just depends on the actor or their handlers and which way they're going to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody pretty cool. Yeah. Everybody's actually very, very nice. Um, I, I was lucky enough to meet uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Sam Raimi, um, Patton Oswald came by really quick, took a selfie. Oh. Um, Benedict Wong came through. Uh, let's see who else came through. Um, I was close to meeting Sochi. Uh, she, she kind of had to get pulled into an interview, which is fine. I, I had the pleasure of meeting her um, at Moon Knight, which was great. Um, there was a lot of other random people there. I saw the, uh, the singer Omarion. He took a selfie with my group. That was great. Uh, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. That was very cool. Um, so when it's kind of actors that, or, um, artists that aren't involved in the movie, obviously, um, sometimes they just kind of walk, walk past because you have to walk past us to get to the, the professional press area where they're going to take, you know, photos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them, you know, they're very, they're very kind and they'll stop, you know, say, oh, you know, excuse me, Tiffany, or, you know, or if they see you and you lock eyes, you can say, oh, do you mind taking a photo? And and more often than not, they, 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 you know, will take a photo with you. Mm-hmm. Is Patton Oswald in the movie or is his nerd cred just so good that he can just show up to those things? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know. Would it be a spoiler if I said yes? I think it would be, yeah, because then my mind really like Pat Oswalt's in this <laughs> <laughs> greatest MCU. Or, or would it ever. would it would it not be a spoiler if I said no? Yeah, so I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll keep it locked for now. <laughs> so you guys, then you're all in after that. After like everybody goes through and does the the meet and greet and the selfies and the autographs, um, you're all in the same theater, right? Like to watch the movie. Yes. So this go around, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, were all in the Dolby theater together, which was really cool. 
Um, I had the honor of being invited to Eternals by uh, one of my friends, Brandon. Um, and for Eternals, it was separate. I'm not sure if because there was such uh, an amount of people that worked on the movie, a lot of people got invited, but uh, we were separate for that one. So mainly the actors and <clears throat> I guess the people who were a little more close to the movie were put into the El Capitan and we were put into the Dolby, but this go around, um, we were all together and they had all the actors from Multiverse of Madness come on stage. They introduced them, everybody clapped and cheered. Um, I sat in very close to the screen. So fair warning for anybody going to watch the movie or if you've already have seen it by the time the podcast comes out, you don't wanna sit that close to the screen. Uh, <laughs> we, we get assigned our seats so we don't have the option to choose. Um, <laughs> I, I did, I'm not a very, I'm not a person who gets vertigo at all. Um, I definitely did get a little bit during the movie because we were so close, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, back to the actors, uh, we kind of had the, the center orchestra area and right behind that, um, I saw Haley Atwell sitting back there, um, Sochi, uh, a lot of other actors and actresses, you know, so we were all in the same uh, area, yes. That is so cool. Um, how was the movie? without giving away any spoilers. <laughs> uh, it it was great. It definitely blew my mind. Um, Sam definitely took a hold of the horror aspect. There were a few very uh, creepy moments that had me quite literally pushed myself back into the chair because I was like, oh goodness, this is uncomfortable. Um, I did mention on my stories on Instagram, and I think you'd seen Emily's stories and another one of my pals had mentioned it. Um, fair warning for parents. Uh, it does get a little spooky. There are jump scares. Um, I'm very surprised with what uh, what Marvel has given us and it, it's new and um, it's just, I, I would definitely watch it first before taking little kids. It, it's not in a bad way. It's just, it, they could get frightened at the movie. But it overall, I enjoyed it. Everybody's going to have, you know, their little nitpicks of what they did like and what they didn't like. But that's pretty much with every movie. And and I, I trust Marvel to give us good content and produce good stories. Um, so I overall, I, I liked it very much. It was mm -hmm. great. I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, and it was um, definitely from um, what you had posted on Instagram. Uh, my wife and I had to sort of <clears throat> change our plans because the original plan was like, of course, we want to go see it. Like, I, you, you can't wait. Like, it's... Right. a big MCU movie, especially one that's kind of shrouded a little bit. Like you want to see it before too many spoilers filter their way through. Mm -hmm. um, we were just in this position, like anybody who would normally watch the kids while we're doing that are tied up this weekend. So originally mm -hmm. we just thought, you know what? It's a Marvel movie. It'll be fine. We'll take the kids. Um, as some of the listeners know, my youngest is six years old. Uh, we thought, okay. eh, it's a Marvel movie. It'll be okay. Um, after what you posted and what other people posted, we decided to change our plans. <laughs> Good idea. Solid, solid idea. You know, um, especially since, uh, you know, my, my six-year-old, he's a great kid right now being that age. He's right now going through the like scared of the dark nightmare phase. Then, then definitely a good idea to pre-watch the movie beforehand. <laughs> yes. I can guarantee that there, there will be some jump scares that could be frightening. Right. I feel like that's the last thing we need to pour into his melon right now is like more, more stuff like that to keep away. Yeah. So instead my, my wife's just going to have a take a half day off work on Friday and we're going to go see it before the kids get out of school. That way it's packed in. It's good. I don't have to worry about spoilers and you know, my youngest can still sleep at night. So yeah, so. there you go. It works out for everybody. <laughs> the, um, <clears throat> so when it comes to the, um, the cosplay aspect of, of it, mm -hmm. 
Um, obviously, going by Captain Brit, Captain Brittany, what was it about uh, cosplay, I should say, that drew you into wanting to do that? Um, honestly, I, I, I didn't really think it was a thing. Um, I mean, everybody likes to dress up for Halloween. Uh, it wasn't until I think like the last couple of years, cosplay has actually gotten quite big. And, you know, with the way social media evolves, it's a lot more known and I guess accepted now. It's like the cool thing to do. And, you know, you have a lot of uh, influencers and even like famous people that dress up in cosplay and like on the cover of magazines. I think I had seen a while back um, the artist Megan The Stallion. She did an entire like um, My Hero Academia get up for she was shoto for i think a magazine cover and i was like this is cool you know um but yeah honestly it was really just like you know the specific character of steve rogers that kind of pulled me in and i was like wow cosplay is a thing and like you can get these suits made and you can order them and like it would be really cool to have one because i connect with the character so much and that's kind of what pulled me in mm -hmm. that's um you know Captain America is such a great character. Um, and it, it cracks me up the way, for some reason or another, that I don't understand. People get upset when they feel Captain America gets political. Mm -hmm. Like, as if he had never been political before. <laughs> right. uh, never mind the fact that the very first time we ever in this universe saw Captain America was on a cover of a comic in the 1940s where he's punching a Nazi exactly like if that's not an introduction right off the bat like guess what guys you know this um this this is this this is the guy um but he's had a great evolution as a character he's one of those characters i think just like you i absolutely love um excuse me the thing that is always mind-blowing to me and i'm gonna go off on a tangent here i hope that's okay Totally um, fine. <laughs> is that uh, being somebody who's a, a former history major, specifically American history, is that we begin, you know, July 4th, 1776 with the Declaration of Independence saying all men are created equal. All right. We've all heard that line a thousand times. Now, right. anybody knows, and you can't dispute it, that when the founding fathers said all men are created equal, what they really meant was white landowning males that's right. really what they meant mm -hmm. fine the beauty that i think of american history the thing that i think is so great about it is that if you begin at that point we then go on this long journey of that really tiny scope slowly opening and blossoming to include more and more people mm -hmm. and it's still going and it's not perfect it's a struggle right. and it always will be and the the reason why I say all that is that's one of the reasons why I love the character of Captain America, because as a character in the comics over the decades, he's grown along with that, you know, um, mm -hmm. some of the stuff he said in the comics in the seventies today could almost be considered you know, borderline conservative. Right. Yeah. But today, you know, he's now, you know, people now get mad because they feel like he's, you know, being too liberal or, you know, um, but that's a good thing to see that, that evolution of the, that's constantly growing, constantly evolving. And, you know, if it, but I, I always feel like, and this is, I think what's really important about characters such as Captain America is the difference between being, um, political in terms of the way you feel about things 
and having a political agenda. Like you're never going to see Captain America say, if you love America, vote Republican, or if you right. love America, vote Democrat. You're never mm-hmm. going to see him talk about like real specific line item things like military budgeting or Medicare for all. It's more just, <clears throat> this is how he feels about things. This is how he's going to approach this situation. It's going to be whatever is in the best interest of most people in his mind's eye. And that is just the way to go about it. Right. And therefore, I think that's just something that's absolutely wonderful to get behind. And, it, you know, it's, I think it's part of the reason why the, the character has resonated with so many people for so long. Mm-hmm. I think that that kind of goes perfectly when you think about Captain America and the Winter Soldier when he gives that speech at S.H.I.E.L.D. And he says, you know, a lot of people have been saying some things about me that aren't true. Um, you know, and it's up to you to determine what decision you're going to make from this point on and who you're going to side with. He doesn't say, I'm Captain America, believe in me, like, don't believe them. He says, you know, I'm willing to sacrifice and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. And that's how he goes about saying, you know, it's either you can pick a side. I'm not forcing you which side to pick, but this is where I stand. So you can either stand and and get behind me or believe what you would like to believe and go that route. It's never a choose me because I'm Captain America. Right. It's choose what you think is right. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving you the tools and the information to be, uh, to have the knowledge that you need to know about this situation for you to make an informed decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an incredibly important ideal. And I think, unfortunately, it gets lost a lot, right? Mm -hmm. You know, politics wise, we get so caught up in our, our sound bites. And, you know, unfortunately, you get it. I hate saying this, but it's true. You get a lot of people on both sides who are waiting almost to be told how they should feel about something. Right. Um, when in reality, you know, I, I think that, yeah, the more you took time to understand the nuances of issues from different sides, you might you might feel very differently about it. And I love a lot of people that that speech that Sam gave at the end of um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people felt was maybe a little too ham-handed, maybe a little too preachy. Um, I thought it was dead on. I was like... I agree, yeah. Yeah, I mean, here was Sam Wilson giving a Captain America speech, not that he was trying to be Captain America, mm-hmm. but just showing why Steve Rogers chose him to take on the mantle, knowing him as well as he does. Right. Because he knew he could have the same amount of impact. And he knew Sam was a good man, mm-hmm. a good man to take up the mantle. And he obviously trusted him to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, it, you know, and to, for anybody out there who gets um, upset about Captain America being political, keep in mind, like, the, the guy, like I said, the guy on his very first issue was punching a Nazi. Okay. Exactly. You know, and you also have to keep in mind that when this comic first started coming out, the characters first introduced in the 40s. World War II was going on. It was prior to Pearl Harbor. The United States had not gotten involved in the war yet. There are a lot of German Americans in the United States, especially in New York. And the amount of hate mail that they used to get over having Captain America punching Hitler. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember hearing a story about Jack Kirby one time got so angry, he rolled up his sleeves and went downstairs to fight these people who were protesting outside or in the lobby or something. So you can't you can't come back down and be like, I like Captain America when he wasn't political. Like right. I, 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 I he, don't he know. always has been since day one. <laughs> it's his DNA, man. It's in his mm-hmm. spine. And not like I said, you know, not that he's trying to have an agenda or anything. Mm-hmm. Um I loved, absolutely loved cosplay wise you know, looking through your Instagram. And if anybody's out there listening to this and you're not following 
uh, Captain Britt on Instagram, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, go do it right now. <laughs> um, but I love the uh, the variations that, that you took with the uniform. Um, oh, thank you. And I, it's, I'm actually small part of the reason why I'm glad we're re-recording this. I think I forgot to bring up the first time we recorded this because you even did like the original like the original original costume with like the World War II helmet that I see that in the in the forest. Oh, and... yeah, the uh, the Bucky rescue suit from yeah. the first. Movie. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called, the Bucky rescue suit? Oh, I totally <laughs> slipped while trying to adjust on my hair. It's completely up to you if you'd like to leave it in. We're all human and not perfect. Yeah, yeah. This has just been a night for that, so whatever. Yeah, it has. <laughs> that's totally fine. It's not a big deal. Um, yeah, that that's what I know it. Uh, that's what I know it by, the Bucky rescue suit. Mm-hmm. I know the you know the one where he's doing the USO tour, like that's the USO suit, and then you know he throws the the leather jacket on and grabs one of the girls uh usa helmets um so that's that's what i recognize it as that's what the uh, cosplay community informed me because i was like oh i like that suit and they're like oh it's it's the referred to as the bucky rescue suit because that's the suit he's wearing while he rescues bucky it does make sense yeah and i loved um throughout the course of the mcu when you go back to that very first movie all the way through endgame this like really cool evolution Mm-hmm. that his costumes went through in every single course the 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 bucky rescue as i know know it's called i mean that was <laughs> that was great i mean that was, that was classic um the um i still can't get over the the one that he had in the first avengers the like, bony suit <laughs> yeah what, what it, does it have an official name what was it uh so it's it's referred to as bony for short but it stands for battle of new york oh yeah that makes way more sense it could be misconstrued if it's not uh not known that way i guess yeah it was um it was was, i appreciate what they were trying to do it was a little goofy and i love the fact that uh at endgame they poked fun at it you Mm -hmm. know even kind of like yeah yeah that suit did nothing for your ass steve um (laughs) (laughs) the um but the awesome thing about your ig and about your cosplay is that you did the stealth suit which to me is still like my favorite Captain America costume of all time. You it, know? It's one of the best suits for me too. It's definitely one of my favorite ones. I mean, we, I had commented earlier that let's show everybody. We both have the same chair. The chair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The um I was glad in Endgame they kind of like the problem that they have is that um not all things from printed comic book page transfer over well to real life. Right. Um, and in the comic for a long time, you know, he had like the chain mail costume. Mm-hmm. And, and I even thought to myself, like years before, long before the MCU, like there's no way you could do that in real life. Like it would just look right, easy. like with the scales and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, metallic scales and and yet what they did in Endgame is this costume and that had like the definition of scales, you mm-hmm. know, like on the arms and the chest. So it's like okay, so you got right. the feel of that costume without having to you know make it look like cheesy metallic, you know, shiny. Um, That's actually the the first suit I ever got because yeah. I. Yeah, it was, um, I want to say shortly after Endgame and right before, was it either, dur- I think it was during the pandemic, actually. So Endgame had already been out for quite a while. Um, and, you know, that was actually when I started thinking about cosplay. I had seen people online just like on a, you know, the Explore page. And I'm like, oh, wow, actually, people like actually do this and you can you can actually buy a suit and wear it around. Like, how cool would that be? And I absolutely fell in love with the Endgame suit because of like one of those reasons too. Like the scales looked so cool. You know, he had them on on like the shoulders here, and then the chest part where the star was. And uh, it's funny because watching Infinity War, 
um, you, you know, the stars obviously ripped off, but like, if you look really close on the inside, you can see the scales already there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just seeing that suit in Endgame is kind of what made me like gave, pushed me over the edge to say, you know what, I'm going to commit to buying this. Uh-huh. And I received it. It was like 90 degrees. It was in August. And, and I put the suit on and I, I went outside and I had not such a good cell phone. So I tried taking like, so, like timed selfies and it, I had a lot of fun in my backyard, just posing. And yeah. So yes, I agree with you. The, uh, the whole, the way they managed to change from the comics and translate it into the MCU with the scales is amazing. And and Ryan, the head of visual development, I, I've had the pleasure of meeting him, uh, I believe two or three times. Once was um, at WonderCon and I had him sign my Road to Endgame book and he actually uh, gave me like a little Captain America sketch in there. And I was telling, like while he was doing that, I was telling him how much I enjoyed Spider-Man and like he was my first real superhero that I got into. And he, he did a little Spider-Man sketch. It was a nice little profile. It's, I have the book down here, it's, it's really cool. And he's a really nice guy. Um, right across from him was Andy Park's booth. That's actually one of Andy Park's posters right there uh, for when Black Widow was supposed to come out. And then, you know, we all know it got pushed and pushed and pushed for months. Um, But yeah, he he actually signed it for me right there. Oh, cool. Very nice guy. Um, Very, very nice guys in general. Um, And it's just amazing the work that they do and the work that they've been doing all the way since, you know, Iron Man came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the... um... One of the things that I, I love about the MCU is exactly that. Like the way that, like, because I, you remember like when the original like X-Men movies came out um, and the Fantastic Four and there was always this like weird anger from the community over canon. Like was mm-hmm. everything fitting canon with the comics? The, with the MCU, it's interesting. They make phenomenal movies and they don't really try to fit canon. Like right. they're, they're their own thing. I mean, yeah, they'll have some elements that they bring in. They know what elements made the stories great from the comics and incorporate mm-hmm. those and not visually to have to be this specific costume, this specific, this, because some of those just don't translate well. Like I'm a, I'm a humongous Wolverine fan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can do the comic accurate Wolverine costume in a movie. Like it would just look really corny. Right. Probably not in the movie. I have seen some very cool, um, wolverine cosplayers that do some really amazing work but um i think there I, maybe there's like a fine line to that because i've always been partial to like the 80s version or like the the really old x-men 97 like versions of the suits and i think in the newer ones like first class i think it kind of worked because they went with like that time frame of like the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. um so I think it kind of works in that aspect. Um, but it's like you said, it's not going to translate well for everything. Right. Um, you know, and just the way the MCU suits are designed. Did I say that right? The, yeah, the MCU suits are designed. Is <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, they just level up. Like they take the basic structure of something from the comics and they really dive in and figure out how would this work in the real world? Mm-hmm. And how can we make this more tactical and more useful and unique? while looking cool and still looking like a superhero. Right. Yeah. And I, I think you nailed it right on that. And even like, um, God, even, I, I, even watching Moon Knight here recently, mm-hmm. I am just like blown away by like, not only they, they like, if they were to take the costume from the comic, make it real life accurate, and then embellish it on top of it. Mm-hmm. And it looks so good on camera. Like I'm just yeah, really blown does. away. And Moon Knight's not even like, 
a really popular MCU character or just Marvel character at all. Like that was like one of those books that, you know, for a long time was one of those like third or fourth tier comics that like uh-huh. guys who were brand new to writing comics would get to cut their teeth on that book before they could move up the ranks and, you know, eventually hit the top pinnacle of like, you know, X-Men or Spider-Man or Avengers or right. something like that. Um, but yeah, you, I, you nailed it. And I love, every single character we see like this, these really cool, like evolution of their costumes over the course. Oh, of the yeah. I mean, probably no more, nobody as much as Iron Man, you know, because that's like technological <laughs> on top of it. Like when you, mm-hmm. I was just laughing, I, it was just like a couple of days ago, I watched the first Iron Man for the first time in a long time. And I was just like, oh, you remember how like boxy and like machinery it was Yeah. versus his like nanite suit that he has in, mm-hmm. you know, Infinity War and Endgame. And it's just, right. like, it's so much fun to see. Yeah, from him having to be in the garage and having everything be put on him to him just, <laughs> yeah, and then there it goes. <laughs> I think it was one of the best lines in that movie where he looks at Pepper and says, "Okay, face it, this is not the worst thing you've caught me doing." You know? <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> which has been a running joke between me and my wife, like forever. Like every once in a while, like she'll come into the garage and I'm messing around with something that's not working, and I'm mad, like the lawnmower won't start, and I just look over my shoulder and say that, and yeah, it releases the tension. <laughs> 100 percent um so the i i saw on your your instagram as we sort of like you know go through i thought it was really cool obviously you have the um the variations the the bucky bucky rescue suit that's what we established mm-hmm. yeah the stealth suit um the classic one the uh the bony suit <laughs> yeah the bony suit battle in new york i i can't let that one go um Oh, and happy anniversary to Avengers 1. Yes. Anniversary. Gosh. New York was attacked on May 4th of all days. I always thought it was funny. I always wonder if they intended to drop that movie on like International Star Wars Day, (laughs) you know, or it just happened to happen where it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, that, uh, yeah, God, has it really been that long? That is the, that is the bizarre thing about those phase one movies. You go back and watch them, you're blown away by how young some of them were. Mm-hmm. like even like robert downey jr like oh my god i forgot like how young he was when all this started or how he looked right. and, you know i swear chris evans is immortal he's like a vampire <laughs> right like a guy doesn't look like he's aged a bit in that course of time um if he ever does age it is like fine wine right <laughs> <laughs> we all well you know specimen so um <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> that is really cool but um other than captain america i've seen you know you did a couple variations of of spider-man um i love like you know the classic spider-man the uh ben riley one which i think is really cool and doesn't get enough praise in the world Thank you. I, I might add um also the um because we had talked about this one i was semi confusing this other one you did with um silk spider but it yeah. is not Silk Spider, I'm <laughs> Correct. It is not. So I'll let you run through that story. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? I think you've heard it before. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Um, yeah. So uh, Silk Suit has the, the, uh, the pullover red mask up top, which I think is cool. Um, she, you know, had it down pat before the pandemic. She, she knew before all of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that suit is a funny story. Um, I actually had ordered the the Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider suit and the Peter B. Parker suit, which I have on and also on my Instagram. Um, and the package kind of felt a little heavy. So I opened it and I was like, 
there is a black and white suit in here. So I emailed the company where I ordered my suits from and I said, hey guys, um, I only ordered two suits and they gave me three. Um, if you wanna give me the person's address it belongs to, I don't mind sending it to them if it's in the US. And they were like, no, that's okay. We already caught our mistake. We've already made them their suit and sent it their way. Go ahead and keep it. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, so I kind of just held it up to myself and it, it looked quite long. Um, and I'm not a tall person, I'm, I'm average height, I'm 5'4". So uh, my photographer friends just do a good job of making me look tall because when people stand next to me, they're always you know about this height and they're like, oh, I thought you were the same height as I was. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I put it on and it actually fits really well. Um, and you know, it, it's a really cool looking suit. I found out from other cosplayers because I asked, I posted it on my story and said, hey, does anybody know like if this is an official suit or was it like a custom made one? And people had told me that it's called uh, the superior spider suit. Superior so it is spider suit. Yeah. So it definitely has a name. There are so many variants of, of spider suits out there, but I'm glad somebody was able to like nail it down and give me the official name for it. <laughs> that is, that is awesome. The uh, yeah, that's one of the fun things about Spider-Man is they've had so much fun playing with the uh, you know, the alternate dimension Spider-Man, you know, in the spider verse right. and you know, and you could bring in care. I mean, I think they had, they had a Dr. Strange Spider-Man once where, you know, Peter Parker had become Sorcerer Supreme and, you know, they just, they could just go on and on with that forever. It's so much yeah. fun, which is great for cosplay. Cause you can just like make up a Spider-Man. Like, yeah. Essentially. Are you... I know a lot of people who do their, uh, they, they do a lot of custom suits and they have like their own idea of what their Spider-Man is. So that's cool too. And um, I remember there was the art tag when Spider-Verse actually came out, the animated movie. And it said, uh, like the hashtag was my spider Sona. And then everybody would, would do their, their self if they were Spider-Man, which mm -hmm. was a really cool trend to follow and like just see everybody's different variations. And I hope it, it starts again when uh, the second movie comes out. Yeah, the, um, I, I love that movie so much. And I loved the Spider-Man in that movie who came over, you know, was mentoring Miles Morales mm -hmm. because I don't think I had ever related to a Spider-Man better <laughs> until I saw that one, you know, now yeah, being in my good 40s, old Peter B. Yeah. Now I'm like, Oh bro, I feel you. <laughs> like, I feel you a hundred percent, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, every time he says his back hurts or he tries to crack it, I just, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That was the best scene about, you know, no way home. I'm like, Oh, my back. And I'm like, Oh bro, I'm feeling you. You know? Yeah. 100%. I'm so glad they included that. <laughs> And it's, it's always the meme too, like the Toby meme of just him being like, my back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was accurate. Like it would have been a crime for them to not put it in that movie. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the um, So I think you ought to just call that white suit Spider Brit. Like that should just be <laughs> like the name of it. You know, it should, everybody in the cosplay community should know that's that's what it's known as. <laughs> that's um, what it's known as. <laughs> what, there uh, is, I think, a version of Spider-Man with the Union Jack on it, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I remember seeing that one time. And there have been so many. Mm -hmm. um, he had, they did a what if issue. I remember one because what if was like an ongoing comic for a, a long right. time, which is yeah. always fun because they could do these like, you know, little one shots of just mm -hmm. like, you know, and I remember one they did where um, I played with the what if, like what if right after Ben Parker got killed, Wolverine like found Sp Peter Parker over his uncle's dead body. 
Oh, okay. Decides to take him in and take, you know, Peter Parker under his wing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then it, it you know, it carries the storyline throughout this comic over the course of like several decades. Like he's still Spider-Man, uh, but there's very much a, a slightly darker edge to him, uh, uh, you know, right. uh, slightly, you know, merciless bent. I mean, he's still Peter Parker at his core. You know, he's not right, like yeah. Wolverine where he's just going to like, yeah, I'm just going to cut people up some board. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Snick, you know. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. The um, So the question I have is, because I've seen like several of these like cosplays that you've done and they all look fantastic, by the way. Thank you. Um, I'm a huge fan. I mean, that's the whole reason why I reached out to you, you know. Um, I, I really appreciate that. Oh, definitely, definitely. What is, what all, what all ideas do you got next? Like, what do you want to do next? um well <laughs> i actually have another captain in mind um obviously i've already done captain carter the what if captain carter and um <laughs> i've had this other suit it's it's like a the same style as a spider-man suit so it's a zentai suit it's like a just a one zip up kind of thing um i haven't read the entire run of it yet but it is the dark captain marvel suit oh okay yeah i actually have it over there on my bed I was showing it to somebody earlier I've actually had the suit for I want to say over a year I haven't done anything with it yet um because I kept trying to figure out if I wanted to do the helmet look with it or not um I don't know if you've ever seen that that dark Captain Marvel look no uh uh-uh um I should have had it prepared to, <laughs> to show you. Come on, Britt, um, we've had a dry run of this already. Jeez Louise. Yeah, I know. You think I learned. Um, yeah, so the suit essentially is just black and red. Okay. Um, it's It has like little, the one that I have has little hexagonal patterns on it. And um, it has the, the Captain Marvel star really large and red outline. Okay. And um, this cap, dark Captain Marvel is a little different. She's got this really cool makeup. So she has like a lot of black makeup here and it's kind of shattered and she has a makeup going from her lip down to her chin and um and on one of the covers she essentially defeated every single one of the avengers Uh. and in one of the covers she's like holding thor by the cape while he's kind of passed out and it's (laughs) a wraparound comic so Uh like everybody else is just like out on the uh on the comic cover um so that's that's kind of something i have gotten the works for a while Oh no, did you find it? Whoa. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> that is wicked. And you've yeah, been so sitting on this a year? I have, yeah. Over a year. <laughs> that is so badass. Wow. Yeah, she could. She's powerful enough. She could totally she was kind of like the um, you know, they they had to bring her in in Endgame the way they did, kind of the same way they had to wait to bring Superman in Justice League because, right? You know, I was watching Justice League the other day, which I think gets a lot of hate. It's a good movie, um, especially if you watch the Snyder Cut. I mean, if you're going to devote four hours of your life, but you know, it occurs to me that like, yeah, you have to find a way for Captain America, or Captain America, um, Superman uh, to to be occupied uh-huh. during that because if you don't, and none of the other Justice League members are there, and it's just Superman. It's a mildly busy afternoon for him. <laughs> That's like, true. In reality, you know. Right. Um, and you were kind of that way with Captain Marvel because if she's there, like as soon as Thanos appears with all of his forces, she's like, "Okay, I'll be right back." You know what right. I mean? Like, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm now. I'm really excited to see that one. That is, I'd never seen that one before, and I had been a fan of um, 
Captain Marvel for a long time. I, I remember I was so glad that they kind of did like a redo with her character. Um, because for a long time she was Miss Marvel and was just like black leotard, and yeah, she was super powerful, but it was like you know, comics wise, she was mainly just this blonde bimbo who was there to be you know, busty and beat up bad guys and then and then fly away. But I think that kind of came with the times, yeah, just, you know, in the way uh, female characters were being drawn yeah. when they were introduced. Um, but you know, just kind of like how we talked about how Marvel's done a good job of like translating from comics to real life i think the comic industry and like artists um have done a really good job of evolving with the times and making suits look more tactical and you know something that would actually be used and worn in real life right so you know i mean i'm pretty sure a lot of people can appreciate that i know i do personally like i absolutely adored yelena's suit in the black widow movie and in hawkeye yeah um, I'm all for anything tactical. I just think it looks so cool. It makes you feel cool. And, and it's practical too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, well, and that's, I mean, comic books, especially in the eighties and in the nineties, they were marketed to teenage men, teenage guys. Right. I right. mean, that's just, that was their demographic though. That's what, <laughs> you know, that's what they marketed towards. Like, you know, and this wasn't, by the way, folks, like if you don't read comics or didn't read comics, like this wasn't just a Marvel thing. Like DC did this, Image Comic did this. I mean, go pick up an 80s or 90s comics of like Supergirl and Wonder Woman and look at the way they were drawn then versus the way they're drawn now. Mm-hmm. Part of it's a smart marketing strategy. Like, hey, why don't we make this palatable to more people? Then we right. have more customers. Um, but I also think a big part of it is just changing with the times, which is great, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I think it's it was definitely well-deserved. Yeah, and I, I love that too. Like I said, with changing with the times and not not to sound like Thanos, but I mean, change is inevitable. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you always hope that change is going to go in a good direction. Um, so especially for uh, comics, like women in comics and just the characters in general, it's nice, especially with the MCU too, it's nice to see that, you know, you can still be a woman superhero, be treated and look like a superhero, just like the men do. You don't have to have, you know, a very busty suit or, you know, what have you. It's, and it has evolved in the movies too. And you can see it. If you look at Black Widow's suit from A1 and you look at her in her, in her movie, it's definitely changed. And there's nothing saying that there's anything wrong with it. But like I said, it's more practical. It's tactical. You look like a badass and everybody knows that you're going to get the job done. Right. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to question you. You're going to get the same amount of respect as any other male superhero out there. Right. Well, that was just like, you know, I, and that would always occur to me, you know, in the past when you'd watch like, you know, <clears throat> whoever the heroes are, they're going into the battle and, you know, the male character has the, you know, the full body armor and the weapons and the pouches and all the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And the woman's just wearing a sports bra, like just <laughs> tactically speaking, like, you know, you're going to fight a dragon, right? Like maybe right. something to mm-hmm. protect you would be a good idea. That's been a running gag and like especially like the fantasy side of it like D stuff about you know oh, okay. any, especially those games that came out back then about how if you were playing as a male character and you'd upgrade your armor it was this big full body metal armor and if you were a female character you got a shinier metal bra and it's like oh, no. like what good does that do you know um <laughs> what um okay so dark captain marvel that I'm not going to stop thinking about that now. Like I'm just trying to picture that cosplay wise. And it sounds absolutely amazing. What, um, what else you got on the table? What else are you thinking about? 
<laughs> you really wanted me to talk about the other thing, I, didn't yes, you? Yes, we have to. <laughs> okay. It's still here from the, the other dimension. Um, so everybody saw the lore, lore. Wow. The Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Nobody's perfect. I slipped earlier and I, <laughs> I can't talk apparently. Uh, so I have a Jane Foster in the works. The other wing is on the floor because <laughs> I dropped <laughs> it. But yeah, um, I had this 3D printed by a fine person named Matt. I can go ahead and send you their Instagram later if you're interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it came out perfect. It should do, you know what? I will just humor myself because I kind of want to. <laughs> they made it spot on oh wow you no know, i just need to add a little bit of foam and the back piece isn't on mm -hmm. but um yeah it's my first ever 3d printed thing that actually fits my big head so yeah. i'm very very and there went the other wing <laughs> very very happy about it um i met up with them not too long ago i think it was a friday saturday one of those days had a really good conversation with them and um uh, they were excited for me and I'm excited as well. Um, I'm eventually going to enlist the help of Danny, CTK Creations, you know him, um, to help me uh, like figure out how to sand it. And I was talking to Frank about it. Um, he said I should use like a 200 grit sandpaper. So I'm really excited to work on it. Right now I have not too much energy to work on it, to be honest, but I'm going to be getting on it sooner than later. And I plan on the rest of the suit being um, foam. So gonna enlist another iron iron squad person uh kiera she said she would give me advice if i needed anything because she is a master foam smith at least to me i think she is mm -hmm. yeah but uh i'm excited so it's that's in the works uh the dark captain marvel is in the works that might be a little bit sooner than later the dark captain marvel so we'll see yes i'm both of those are just just, just sound um outside of that do you I, even ones you don't have any concrete plans do you have any just like like nebulous, like, oh, it'd be cool to do that character one day, or man, maybe someday I'll get to that one. You have any of those kicking around up there? Well, um, I've been wanting to not separate myself from any sort of Captain America, anything, but I, I've wanted to branch out and do a lot more. Um, so there's two that I really want to do. One is anime related. Um, I know a lot of people have probably heard of Demon Slayer. They're, the second season just finished airing, I think a month or two ago if I'm correct. Um, I would wanted to do a Lord Tengen gender bent. Okay. Um, he has these really big um, double blades that he carries. And I think it's so cool. Uh, Frank actually did a whole build on that. And mm -hmm. I'm always trying to convince him to like you know, bring them <laughs> over so I can play with them and like shoot in them. Um, yeah, it's, I've been wanting to do that. <clears throat> um, and another one would probably be Jen Urso, happy mm -hmm. may the may the force be with you. By yes, the way. Um, she's she's on my shirt, so I'm on brand today. I I don't I don't have a Jen Urso mm -hmm. shirt, but I am wearing. For oh, you've got you've got Emily's shirt on. Yeah, awesome. I got Emily's shirt on. Yes. which it's cool that she made these. Um, you know, proud 3D printer dad, dad. And mom shirts. <laughs> she doesn't have any kids. <laughs> you know what? I don't have any kids and I don't even do 3D printing and I still want to buy the shirt. <laughs> I would. I would. Absolutely. You know, I'm specifically yeah. specifically going to buy the dad shirt because yeah. it's hilarious. <laughs> then I have to go get the mom shirt. Like that's just there you go. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of Emily, I have to know. Um 
because this is, I, I think, probably the most serious question I will ask anybody on the podcast. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> when it comes to having to be at places like, um, you know, WonderCon with the Iron Idiots, was this a bet you lost? Is this court ordered public services a part of? <laughs> are you their therapist? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. So listen, um, I did not lose a bet because every time I'm around those guys and gals, I feel like I won the lottery. Honestly, like they are the best people around. They're some of the best people I've met in the cosplay community. They're actually, you know what? I'm gonna be honest everybody I've met in the cosplay community is the best mm -hmm. at what they do and best at being exactly who they are. Everybody's been so welcoming and accepting. And, you know, it's, it's just great to be able to bond over <clears throat> Marvel or Star Wars, mainly right now for me, obviously it's Marvel. And um, I'm just super grateful for that. And every member of the Iron Idiots, I love you so much. I know you will watch this because you support me and I support you guys. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I feel like a million bucks when I'm with them. It's so fun. Um, WonderCon was a blast. And I did not mind being their handler. It was very fun. <laughs> what What even uh, handler? Um, did they have like um, ankle bracelets on? Like, Yeah, I just, I basically have to like tie them together oh, with yeah. rope. Make sure they don't lose <laughs> each other because right. they're, they're just like a sea of Iron Man people, you know. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so... I, I had uh, been talking to them and they had, I think their first con that they all went to together in full Iron Man suits was uh, Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And they had mentioned before, just kind of when we were talking and hanging out that they didn't really get a lot of like photos with each other. Cause it's hard because, you know, since they're in their 3D printed gloves, it's obviously not gonna work with a phone. Um, so I made sure to grab Emily's phone, me and Jonathan, her husband uh, were really good at getting like capturing memories, whether it's just like them walking around or them talking to each other or doing silly little dances. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure they had the memories because it's not often that they're all together in the same place. Mm. So I was like, oh, give me your phone. Or I was like, Jonathan, hand me your phone so I could get a picture of you and Emily too. And, you know, I'm just trying to make sure that everybody while experiencing the core memories, they also have something to look back on. Mm. And um, I was in my Carter suit. So very much on brand for cap. Like I, I have the the belt with all the little pockets. I, I carry band-aids in there, first aid, sanitizer, Q-tips, um, extra rubber bands. I'm sorry? Medications. Oh yeah, me yeah. everybody's medications, you know. <laughs> um, and I actually fit uh, some glue in my pocket in case they needed to be glued together if anything popped off or cracked or something. Um, but yeah, it's just checking to make sure they're okay. Like, hey, do you need water? Or like, are you good? And um, I'm pretty sure you watched their podcast. A lot of it, it's really hard for them to walk like five feet without getting bombarded by people. And um, especially when we were inside the convention for a little while, just kind of walking around and checking things out. Um, I did my best to make sure I was like, hey, do you guys, I'd asked them previously, like, hey, do you guys mind, like, even if you're mid conversation, like if I can get your attention somehow, because the little kids are just standing there with their mouths open, you know? And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I do my best. It was usually around their elbow area. I just kind of give them like a little scratch <laughs> and they would uh, turn around and be like, Hey, this, this little kid dressed as Batman really wants to take a picture with you. Mm -hmm. And they would completely stop what they were doing, turn around, take a picture. And, you know, it, it, it's as much fun for them. Like that's what they love to do. So as much as fun as it is for the little child, 
or, you know, the teenager that's taking a photo with them, they love it too. So I, you know, they're just a really great group of people, super humble. And, you know, they're, they're, they're regular people like us, a bunch mm. of nerds who love to do play dress up as adults, you know? Yeah. And that they was, do it well. They've honed yeah. their craft well. <laughs> right. That was uh, WonderCon was so much fun just um, getting to like vicariously live through everybody's Instagram. Like oh, seeing yeah. all the stuff that was getting posted, like, oh my God, that just, it just looked like so much fun. It looked like everybody had an absolute blast. It, it was looks- one of the best cons I had ever been to in my life. And, and I'd only been to two cons previously. I'd went to a San Diego Comic-Con special edition, and I was really thankful to uh, be invited to that as well uh, from somebody who was on a panel. So thank you. You know who you are. <laughs> um, and then I was also invited by um, another friend to go to um, LA Comic-Con. And they also know who they are. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's also the same person who brought me to Hawkeye. Um, I'll actually give him a shout out. It's uh, Chief Geek Photography. Uh, his name's Brandon. Very, very kind soul. Love him to death. Um, so yeah, he was like, hey, what are you doing? Are you, you going to end up coming out to LA Comic Con? I was like, oh, maybe not Disco. And he was like, well, oh, come on. I got an extra badge for you. And I was like, really? And he said, yeah, go ahead and come over. But WonderCon, I mean, you know, although I'm very grateful for having been to the other two and experienced San Diego for the first time and LA for the first time, WonderCon was just out of this world. You know, it's it's so cosplayer friendly and everything's in such like a small area. When everybody's outside, you just get to hang out. It's always positive vibes. You know, everybody's just fooling around. And like I said, we're all essentially adults who like to play dress up, whether it's MCU, DC, anime, Disney characters. It's just it was a really good con and I'm glad they all very much enjoyed themselves too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, um, how did, how did you, uh, happen to meet them? Okay. So <laughs> back to, um, it was actually premieres. I, uh, had gotten invited by a different Brandon goes by the name of Jax on Instagram. Um, he had contacted me and he was like, Hey, so are you busy on this date? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. Why? And he goes, well, would you like to go to the Eternals premiere with me? And I said, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, no, no, but you're serious. And he's like, yeah, of course I'm serious. And I was like, yes, I would love to go. And um, Chief Geek Photography, Brandon number two or B or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> um, we had chatted over Instagram before um, and he totally took me under his wing, introduced me to all the cosplayers in line that I had already been following on Instagram and he was like, hey, this is Captain Britt. Um, I'm pretty sure you've seen some of the videos I repost. He's very loud at the premieres, very boisterous, and we all love him for that. Um, so I was able to finally meet people in person for the first time. And um, on my way there, I get a message from Frank. And we had chatted um, you know, here and there, and he had been kind enough to respond to my messages, even though we both know I've never 3D printed anything in my life. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I would just say like, hey, dude, this is a great looking suit. Or I would just ask him kind of like random questions. He was always kind enough to respond. And, you know, I'd put something on my story like, oh, my gosh, I'm leaving in 30 minutes. And and he just hit me up and he was like, where are you going? And I was like, why? And he's like, because I may be going there, too. And I was like, are you going to Eternals? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, no way. (laughs) So that's officially how we met. And um, he introduced me to Emily and Kiera and Danny and um, we hung out after the movie and it was great. Um, and we all just kind of clicked. It was it was good vibes all around. And um, yeah, the rest is kind of history. So far, I feel like there's so many more hijinks 
left to oh, come. Oh, definitely. <laughs> of course there is. Many, many more. <laughs> the um, Aside from the Doctor Strange premiere, mm-hmm. you've had something you did a couple days before that also got you sunburnt. It, it was, <laughs> it was a, a charity yeah. event. What was that? Uh, that was a Ronald McDonald charity event at the Rose Bowl over there in Pasadena. Oh. Um, yeah, that was really cool. Um, you know, it's it's always really rewarding getting to go to those things. It, I'm going to be fully transparent. I uh, got my um, application got accepted for the West Coast Avengers uh, to be a part of that charity group. I think it was around late November, early December. So this was my second charity event. The first one was... I drove about two hours away to where my friend Brandon Chief Geek lives. Um, and I went to a special needs prom that was for Kids Can Cosplay. I'm a part of a, a two different charities. And that was that was very nice and super heartwarming. It was a really good experience. Um, uh, backtracking to what we were talking about at the Rose Bowl, that was also very good. You know, it's it was cool to cheer people on. I, I believe the Pasadena Fire Department was there too. And they all wanted to get a picture with us, which was great. Uh, we had a like a giant Hulk Buster suit out there that one of the members had made, and he didn't get in it that day, but it is fully functional. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's it's just really cool. Um, you know, you have little kids run up to you, or little boys, little girls, whoever, and um, it's just really cool to walk around in the suit, and you know, they see you for who you are. You are that character, and they just light up when they see you. And, and there's really not a better feeling than that mm-hmm. it's it's very rewarding and i was lucky enough to you know i'm lucky enough to be a part of it and i can't wait to do more mm-hmm. you know i think that um you know it, it sounds very corny but i think it's 100 true when you look at it from the mind of a child who can see a character that they admire and look up to on screen you know mm-hmm. whether it's on their ipad or on a tv or in the movie theater um, they can admire this character, really like this character, look up to this character. But I think it becomes a little bit more tactile when they see somebody cosplaying it. Like right. it, it may like they obviously deep down they know that this person is not really Iron Man or this person is not really Batman. But I feel like it reinforces it a little bit more. Yeah, it's and more it, tangible because yes. you were right there with them yes. in that moment. Yeah, that is such an inspiring thing. That is so great. Um, I, I wish we'd had that kind of stuff when I was a kid, but I'm happy for you know kids today who can experience that kind of thing and have that kind of interaction. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, we're um, we are we're getting <laughs> we're getting up against the clock of the second recording <laughs> of the Captain Brit episode of the podcast. Um, now I'm going to put you on the hot seat. Is there anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, uh, hopefully I will say this a lot more eloquently than the first time, um, you know, just kind of backtracking how we were talking about Captain America and politics. Um, you know, the world currently is a, a scary place for many, many marginalized communities and it's unfair, but what I've taken from this is, you know, you, you've got to try your best to be your own hero and to do what you can in your community to make the world a better place. You know, we, want to do our best to leave the world in a better state than it was left to us. And, you know, I, it, I know a lot of people kind of feel like, well, you know, these things may not affect me that, you know, doesn't matter. It doesn't apply to me, but you know what it does. It could apply to your neighbor. It could apply to your doctor, your Starbucks barista, you know, anything you can do 
to leave the world a better place than it was before you came in it, do it. You know, it, it's worth it. Even if you change one person's life, that that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. I've done nothing else in this life, but helped one person, then I will have lived a good life. And, you know, in order to do that, you just have to keep that spark of hope alive. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I firmly believe that, uh, you know, you don't need a super soldier serum or you have to defeat, defeat Thanos to be a hero. You know, sometimes just helping one random person in one moment, you that can mean the absolute world to that person. Mm -hmm. And you never know. And that's why I love um, I love all this stuff. That's the reason why I love nerd stuff. I mean, it's obviously because I like to see cool things and I like to see stuff blow up pretty and all that's fun. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's just like you were talking about with Jen Urso and like the whole message of hope. And it representing mm -hmm. hope and something bigger and something better that we can all aspire to be a part of. And yeah, if there's, if there's one thing that I hope people take away from it, it is, it's exactly that. Right. I mean, hope, no matter how small it is, you know, it's still powerful. It doesn't have to be a raging volcano or a flame of hope, you know, it could just, it could be a small, smart, small spark, but you know, it could be enough to keep somebody going, even if, you know, they're at that, that moment where they're just, you know, feel so defeated. If you just have that spark of hope, you can take the next step, you know, mm -hmm. you can do this all day. Yep. And yes, I love that line so very much. Um, well, I'm gonna, gonna let you go. I want to, I want to thank you so much for um, doing the podcast and I want to thank you so much more for doing the podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was determined. <laughs> you and me both. So thank you so much. Um, I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you get out of here, but uh, I guarantee you'll be hearing from me in the future. Awesome. Sounds great. All if you right. ever want to do it a third time, you let me know. You got it. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Thank, Thank you so you. much. It was a real honor. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. So that was the episode with Brittany, AKA Captain Britt. Hope you enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun making that one. She's such a fun person to talk to. Uh, and especially talking about the cosplay world, everything nerdy. It's really great. Um, I cannot thank her enough for everything that she had did so that we could actually get this episode done and recorded. Um, it, it's truly, truly appreciated. Outside of that, I want to say thank you to each and every one of you liking, subscribing, all the stuff that you do. Um, and on the way out, I just want to say I love all of you. Hope you take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time.